Hey, welcome to The Worthiness Project. I'm your host, Valley Ann, and I'm so excited to share with you the amazing experience and knowledge that I have had over the last seven to eight years and privilege of getting to know women of all backgrounds, all walks of life, and mentoring them and encouraging them and empowering them about their self-worth. And I have decided there is so much more out there to be able to share to everyone. So my hope is that you stumbling across this platform and this podcast is that this is the dose you needed to have a better moment and have a better day and to remember that self-worth is important and you are going to leave feeling more empowered than when you came. Hello and welcome to The Worthiness Project. I am your girl, Valley Ann, and I am so excited to welcome one of my dear friends and guest speakers to you today to dive into all things worthiness, okay? My amazing friend, coworker, girlfriend, I mean, you guys, you name it, she brings it to you in this episode, okay? And her name is Brett. And what does she do? She helps driven solopreneurs get out of their nine to five and make more money doing work that they love. Her passion and mission is to help others discover their purpose, recognize their worth, and feel empowered every single day. She has over 15 years in recruiting, training, business development, and after that time, she decided to start her own coaching business in 2019. And my goodness, you guys, she was able to hit six figures in her first year, and now she lives a passionful life teaching other women how to do the same. She is definitely not a cookie cutter approach. (laughs) She loves to consider um, transitions. She loves to help women create their own coaching business. She has an amazing holistic approach to help her clients move beyond limitations that help transform their lives. Okay. An amazing fact about Brett is that she's also a member of the chronic rare disease community, and she is a board member of our Odyssey. And she is passionate too, to help guide and give guidance to people with chronic illness, especially in the workplace. Okay. She has an amazing approach. You guys, her personality is so fantastic. She makes you feel like home the minute you speak with her. And a really fun fact about her is that she has also been known (laughs) to pull an Oracle card or two because she is super connected to her spirituality. So I'm so excited for you to tune in to this amazing episode as we dive into self-worth, self-love, and all the amazing things. Stay tuned. I am here with Brett, and she is joining us today with the Worthiness Project to dive into everything self-worth um, and chat about who she is, her mission, and all the fabulous things that she does in her life and all the amazing women, especially that she touches in their lives. And I'm just so excited to have you today. Um, And I'm so excited that we found a time to connect so you can chat to my whole podcast community. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. So I am just so excited because when, um, like I mentioned in the introduction, when everyone um, learns about you and meets you either on Instagram or LinkedIn or any of the social media platforms, um, and they connect with you, what would you love to tell them a little bit about you, 
who you are, a little bit about your story, because um, I know you have actually a really great story as the whole reason why you do what you do now. And I think there's a lot of um, people out there that can really be inspired by what you have to offer. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so right now I, I own my own business and I am a coach. I don't fully fit in one box, which we'll talk about why, <laughs> why that is also part of feeling worthy. Uh, I do a lot of business coaching. So I primarily work with women who have an idea for our business, but just don't know how to make the business happen, whether it's the lack of business skills, real world skills, or sometimes it's just self-doubt and confidence and worthiness issues. And so I help them not like really turn these ideas into a real business, into something that's making money. Um, I help people fix their money mindset so that they can attract more money. Um, I apologize, there's construction going on, so I apologize for that. Um, and I really, you know, I work with all types of women. You don't have to be someone who is a career coach. That's how I started out. You don't have to be someone who is specific to X industry. As long as you are here to make an impact and you want to also support and empower other women, there's a place for you in that community. Yeah. And I know you have a lot of different women that you work with that do have a lot of different businesses, which I think is so amazing. Um, but I also know that you want to work for yourself for different reasons too. So do you want to share with us a little bit about what that journey was like? Um, so we can kind of get to know you on that level. Yeah. So, um, well, let me like, as a kid, first of all, my dad has had his own recruiting business for about 50 years now. And I was very fortunate to grow up with the understanding or the push of, hey, you want to run a business, you can do it. There was no like, well, you're a girl, so you can't do it. Um, so I was very fortunate in that regard. But also the other side of things is that I always just felt kind of weird, like a fish out of water. I actually started learning astrology when I was 13 because I wanted to figure out like, why am I weird? Why am I, do I feel so different? What's going on inside of me? Um, and so, you know, I've had a couple of career paths. Um, I've done, I've run an international nonprofit. I've done all other fundraising before falling into recruiting, business development and training. But I never felt like I fit into a box. And even in some jobs where I was super successful, it was because it was a really small company and they said, all right, you think you can do it? Do it however you want to do it. And I would make it happen. Um, but long story short, um, I wanted to start my own business because I was got really started feeling really frustrated about like having ideas and the things that I wanted to do. And I'd pitch them to whoever I was working for and it would be like, yeah, that sounds great, but we don't do it that way. Or here's how we've always done it. And that was just so frustrating to me. And it really shut me down and it really made me doubt a lot of my, I, my own ideas. Am I smart enough? Am I not, am I seeing something that people aren't seeing? How come they don't see this? Like what is going on here? On top of that, I also have a chronic illness, which I was diagnosed with about 10 years ago now. And 
as soon as that happened, that really changed my entire world. And I have been fortunate enough to have, to work for people that are understanding and accommodating, but that just doesn't make up for the simple fact that I can wake up one day and like, I can't get out of bed. I mentally, physically can't commute somewhere. And so having the full freedom of having my own business, um, is just such a blessing for me because I get to be myself. I get to show up as myself. And on top of that, I get to work with amazing women. Um, and I set my own boundaries. One of my ground rules when I first started working with my clients is we're both humans. You're going to have days where you're sick, an emergency happens, blah, blah, blah. And I just expect the same. Like I'll be flexible with you, but I'm a human too. You know, I'm, I'm sick. I'm going to have days where I can't form a sentence um, and it's better for you if we don't work together those days. And I've never had someone not be okay with that. I think that's so awesome. I was just listening and I'm like, there's so much in this right now. <laughs> there's so much here. Um, but when I, one of the reasons I think uh, you are so inspiring and a lot of women who are going to follow you are going to find the same inspiration is that you know, during all those times before you started your own business, you did have a lot of roadblocks, if you will. So with all those doubts and all those questions in your head, because you grew up in a household being told you can do many things, and then you're getting told, well, that's what, like kind of doubting yourself. So, you know, a lot of us come across that doubt and that judgment in different ways. So for you, how did you start kind of building back your worth? when maybe there was a moment that was, you know, you had worth because you grew up in such an amazing household with that support. And then like anything, you kind of got ideas in your head, right? Doubts. So how did you come here now where you're like, here's my boundaries, here's this, here's that. And it might be a long-winded answer, but um, <laughs> I'm definitely curious to hear. I mean, I we could talk for an hour. There have been yeah. times in my journey where it's been like, oh, everything's going okay, crash. Um, I mean, even after starting my own business, there was like the first six months were, were just a complete shitstorm of anything that could go wrong, could go wrong. But what really, you know, the thing that kept me going and that I still go back to is what are the things, so, all right, our minds are really powerful, we know this, but our minds also have a negative bias. So when we have the thought of, oh my God, I suck, our brains are not trained to be like, no, you don't, you're amazing, and here's why you're amazing. And then we're like, okay, great. Our brains are more likely to be like, yeah, here's another reminder. Oh no, you think you're good? But remember that one time when you this happened? So it's really been retraining my brain to find and filter in things that confirm the beliefs that I want to have. So for instance, um, when I left my last job, my last corporate job, I stumbled for sure. And there were a lot of hard moments, like I mentioned. And the things that I kept coming back to was, well, what are the things, they may not be tangible. They may not be the client's waiting to work with me right now. They may not be sales right now, but what are the, what are the things that I can find? Almost like the silver linings, but I think of them more as like gold stars. So for example, 
um, a couple of jobs ago, I knew I was successful because the partners I worked with, my hiring managers loved me and they would come to me for advice on the market and say like, how should we refine our recruiting process? I ended up training the entire North American recruiting staff of this consulting firm. However, I wasn't hitting my numbers because I was being asked to do pretty much like a job that I found very boring and I was thinking 10 steps ahead. So I was being rewarded by kind of soft things, but not being rewarded by like the, oh, you're hitting your goals, if that makes sense. So I totally felt like a failure. But then, and so when I started thinking like, oh, well, you failed, you couldn't make it there at this Fortune 100 company, you couldn't do it. I went back and was like, but here's why I was successful. Because I, the second I left and said, hey, everyone, I'm starting my own business, three of those partners who are too, usually too busy to like answer anyone's email, sent me an email congratulating me and introduced me to three clients that they wanted me to work with. They didn't have to do that. Um, so whenever I do have a bad day, I'm a big proponent. This is something I encourage everyone to do. I have a brag book, whether it's something you read on your phone, it's an actual journal, or just like what I have is a collection of emails, go back to those or even screenshots of clients, colleagues, so when your brain starts saying like, well, yeah, you suck. Remember, you suck, you suck, you suck. You're like, actually, I have hard evidence brain that I don't suck, <laughs> that people like me, people, someone else believes in me, someone else sees it, even if I don't have the, the money or the clients or the hard evidence. That was probably a long-winded answer. But I no, I love that. And I love the brag book. I've heard of that before in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love how you have made it where you find evidence of other people affirming you and reminding you of what you did and why you did it. And, um, and I think that's something we all could do. I think it's something right after this, we could go through our emails or go through our text messages, screenshot them, print them, mm -hmm. whatever, and make a brag book because we need evidence to retrain. So I love that. I'm going to do that actually. <laughs> like when we get off. Believe me, I have times where I'm like, oh, you know, am I really that good of a coach? And then I will go through and say, like, oh my gosh, I got this email from someone six months ago and it might seem like the smallest compliment in the world to them, but to me, it means so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you. I'm like, that's so tangible. Um, the other question I have is for, cause I'm a big morning component, not morning, but just a daily ritual human, if you will. And I love always picking other amazing humans' brains as to what you do every day in a way to fill your own cup, like a non-negotiable meaning, you know, today, this is what I do to set myself up for the mindset way. So the brag book is amazing because that, that's hard evidence, but is there any like one thing or small routine that you do? That's like <laughs> anywhere I am, this is what I do. Yes. So this is more of a do what I say, not what I do. Um, it's something, so it's something I teach my clients and it's almost something I've done myself for so long that I, I need to get better at actually doing it and not just doing it in my mind. But I do a lot of, actually I do this with my clients. I encourage my clients to do a daily check-in where you check what's my confidence level today. It's not good or bad. It's like checking your weather on the phone. So if I'm at a four today, well, what does that mean? That means that my thoughts are going to skew a bit negative. 
I'm going to feel a little down. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm down or I'm negative or I'm bad. That just tells me I like, it's raining. I need an umbrella for these thoughts and I can expect them. And if I can expect them, I'm prepared for them. What do I do with them? So I do that. I do that several times a day because I do it every time I see a client, we do that together. Um, also gratitude, big gratitude person. But the one thing that I'll do without fail, because it's so ingrained in me is saying affirmations. I have three affirmations that I say without fail every single day. Um, and to the point where, I mean, they've become real. I can give you so many examples of like, they're real. And at first when I didn't, I apologize. At first when I said them, they didn't feel as real, but I knew the more that I said them, the more that I created that belief and that neural pathway and it influenced my subconscious to the point where I don't know if it's a lot of, listen, I, it could be law of attraction, which I totally believe in, or it could be the fact that I'm retraining my subconscious, which affects my behavior, which affects my actions and my reality. I think it's a combination of both. I don't really know how it works. It's not my job. It just works. Yeah. I was wondering, so if someone was to start affirmations, right? Because we, everyone hears about affirmations um, and everyone approaches affirmations differently. So if you were to kind of coach someone on how to start their affirmation process, let's say you met someone they've never done affirmations before. How would you walk them through either, like what's your process? Is it writing them? Is it seeing them? Is it all of doing all of that? What is... How would you get someone started on affirmations? Because I'm a firm believer in them too. So it depends on everyone learns a little differently. Um, the, I do think visualization is super important and you have to be able to visualize it because if you can't visualize something, it's not real to you. Our emotions, how we process emotions is so close to how we perceive things with our eyes and our brains. So you need to be able, it needs to be real. You can't visualize it. It's not real. Um, so I would say that, but first it's figuring out what it is that you want, right? If my affirmation is I want to feel happy or I, I'm happy, that's harder for my brain to understand than I'm so happy that I am wearing this beautiful red dress from Oscar de la Renta. Like so specific, this Specificity actually helps our brain visualize. It helps it become real and tangible. So my approach to affirmations is that these are, they need to be specific to you. They need to evoke emotion. Um, and they are something that has not yet happened, but you want to achieve. So my very first affirmation, and one I still say every single day, is money flows easily and naturally to me. And that has shifted so much in my life. Uh, but I just believe now money flows easily and naturally to me. And then the great thing about that affirmation is I want that to continue to be, to be true. <laughs> um, or, you know, I'm so happy and grateful now that what? What is it that you really want? How would it feel to have it? What would it look like to have it? And then in terms of saying it every day, I'm... A big believer in saying or writing it down every day. Thinking it is fine once 
kind of like learning a dance routine, right? You can sort of learn a dance routine by watching it, but you really learn it by doing it because you're creating muscle memory. You're programming yourself. So program yourself. And then eventually it went you're like, yeah, I know this dance routine. I don't even need to think about it. I'm just thinking like pavaray, I step right in my head. Then it can become something that you think every day. That makes, does that make sense? Makes total sense. I love that. And I, I use the, I'm so happy and grateful initial before an affirmation a lot, because you're connecting the feeling of gratitude as if you already have it and you're changing it depending on your life circumstances and the seasons. So yeah. Um, I love that. And I love just learning about different, everyone's affirmation approach, because at the end of the day, we're all a little different. So how we talk about them or how we do them, you know, like I set alarms in my phone throughout the day to, not to remind myself, but just to make sure I am saying them because I like to ingrain it, you know, as opposed to just doing it morning or night or when I might feel like it. So it's interesting that you say that because when I'm doing, when I'm teaching my clients things like this, a lot of people are like, well, how do I know if I'm doing it right? And there's no right way. It's the right way for you. Cause what you just said, I've tried to do, and I've set alarms that have shown up and said like, I am so happy that blah, blah, blah. And for me, I don't know why, but my, I'm just like, no, like this is not useful for me right now. I don't know. So it like, it needs to feel like the right moment for me. I don't know. Um, you know, I had a client say like, are my affirmations correct? I'm not going to tell if your affirmations are correct. If they feel good to you, great. But I think um, a big thing that we need to focus on as people is not just what's right or wrong, but what feels good. What, what feels right to us. Yeah. And I think you nailed it right on the head when you said, as long as it evokes emotion, so whatever somebody is doing or saying, if there's emotion connected, you're connecting that muscle memory to that emotion as if it's about to happen. So when it does happen, you're like, it's happening. Or just like you said, you know, like your mindset about money is that all the time now, because it's just, just like brushing your teeth. You're like, it flows easily into my life all the time. And, um, I think that's just a great analogy too, because I think sometimes when people start affirmations, there's hesi- hesitancy because we're resisting it in the beginning. We know it hasn't happened yet. So we're like, I'm kind of tricking myself, but I'm not. So, um, so on top of affirmations, which I love, and I do them every day also, is there anything else? If someone were to just come to you and say, listen, my worth is really down, right? And I'm new to this. Is there just one thing, just one small thing, maybe that is affirmations, maybe not, that they could do, you know, I, I always go back to a low point where I was. So like, you know, we all have different seasons in our life, right. Where we're able to maybe do habits or not do habits, but there's always one small habit we always can do that always reminds us of our worth. So is there any one small habit that no matter what season, even if it's a day that maybe you can't get out of bed, right. Is there something that you still do that just kind of reminds you, like, I'm, I'm still a freaking badass. Like, yes, like I rock because you do, but sometimes we need to do it. And our energy level may not be to do our six things that we do or the one thing. Yeah. So I think it's funny that you said there is a season when you're that low, it's, it's even a reach to go for, I'm still a badass. Like I can think of a very specific point in my life where it's just like, I just want to feel worthy of living. 
And so me thinking of myself as a badass would be like a quantum leap. When you're in that really low point, it's finding, if you cannot find anything to love about yourself. And I know, like I've probably seen the opposite, but I mean, I've been at that point where it's not enough that I love or don't love myself. It was just that I knew me not existing would hurt someone else. It's being quiet, being quiet and just closing your eyes and breathing. You don't even have to call it meditating. It doesn't have to be meditating. It's what does, it's get so, all right, this isn't a direct answer, but think about, you can't picture yourself not existing for a reason because your soul will always exist. Your soul is much more powerful than who you are today, who you were yesterday, who you're going to be tomorrow. Your soul is just your soul. It's energy. So when you are at a very low moment, I want you to close your eyes and breathe and tune into your inner self, your soul. Don't worry about anything else that's happening that's going to happen that have happened. Just tune into your soul and really ask, what do I need right now? Some people also refer to this as inner child work. I think it's both. I think you can look at it either way, but just my, my precious little soul, what does it need right now? Sometimes it needs a hug. Sometimes it needs a good cry. Sometimes it needs to just be quiet. Sometimes you need a nap. Whatever it is, I always encourage, and some of you do even through the happiest person in the world, taking a moment, what do I need right now? How do I feel? And getting back in touch with that part. Because it's very hard. You can hate yourself. I've never heard of someone saying that I hate my soul. It's such a great perspective. And it's honestly, you think about it. It's like how many people actually take time to check in with themselves? We check in with our best friends. We check in with our family members. Sometimes we do it as a distraction. And I think that's just a great reminder every day, no matter how we're feeling, low, high, medium, what does my soul need today? And that keeps you in alignment and it creates just a great ripple effect to everything that you need. So I think that's amazing. I think I'm going to start changing my line now. So what do I need today? What does my soul need today? Because you just explained it so amazingly. It's energy. We are a soul. It's like, boom. And listen, you can do that with, you can be like, well, what does my body need today? I, as someone with a chronic illness, I do that all the time because my mind might be like, go, go get on that treadmill, go. And my body might be like, yeah, actually <laughs> you don't need to do that today. What you need to do is rest. And then there are some days where you know, I'm like, I gotta go. Like I need to go. My, my body's like, all right, we're along for the ride. We are mind, soul, body, everything. And that's, and that's also just a level of worth because you're willing to say, what do I need today? And a lot of times people just, we don't check in with ourselves because we just like go by our brains or go by what other people are doing and all those things. So I love that. I love that. I think you're a huge example of also just checking with yourself all the time. And you preach that 
you always preach that. If anyone was to find you on social media, they would be like saying, I get permission to be me. I get this, I get that. And I just think it's really inspiring. So if someone wanted to find you or contact you, Brett, where, where can they do that? Um, where, what can they find out about you in different, uh, things that you offer them? So yeah. give us, give us a little bit of the lowdown, even though your links will be in the bio, but in case they're wondering. So like I said, I do a few things. Um, I have a program called Empowered Entrepreneur. It's for women who have maybe you've started a business or you've tried to start a business, but it just hasn't come to fruition. And so what we do is uh, I've combined the best of one-on-one group and online coaching. So you have one-on-ones with me. We have a small, wonderful group of other inspiring, like-minded women. And plus you have online materials that you have access to for life. And I help you start and scale your first business offer, create really a really strong business foundation using both a lot of mindset and soul empowered techniques, plus all of the business knowledge that I have from doing my job <laughs> and from growing up with an entrepreneur father. Uh, so I've got that. And then for people that might be further along in their journey, maybe six, 12 months plus, they've got you know, they're pretty happy with their business, but they're, they just need some tweaking. I have something called the Next Level Collective Mastermind. Again, it's just for women. And you get four in-depth coaching sessions with me. And then after that, you meet with me once a month for a year. We also have great monthly group sessions. You get to you know work with the other women in the group. And that could be organizing from I got to restructure my offer. How do I get new clients? Um, destroying a limiting belief, but whatever it is, that's there. And then on top of that, I also am open to bespoke coaching packages. So I will not raise my hand and say I'm a certified life coach. I'm not, but I do have, I think, a, a good bit of knowledge. And I will work with people one on one to explore anything from business, relationships, career. I also do a lot of work with Oracle cards, astrology and energy work and clairvoyancy. Uh, so I love to bring that into my work as well. And I also do speaking engagements <laughs> for companies and come in and talk about, uh, talk to employees about healing their mindset. I love it. So literally anyone with any kind of almost anything can connect with you to a, to a degree. To a degree. I mean, I will say I work, you've got to be open-minded right? Um, <laughs> willing to, to try something you haven't tried before and you have to be motivated. I think that's the, the biggest key. Um, I will also say just, you know, I'm a big believer in therapy, obviously not a therapist, but I, you know, it works, this works really well with therapy. It brings a different perspective than um, you might get from traditional therapy. Yeah. Which I think is so important because there's a different level of support that everyone needs to, especially when they're starting a business or they're in a business that they have. So I'm so excited. Well, thank you, Brett. This was awesome. Oh my gosh. I loved hearing your tidbits, your story. I feel like everyone who's listening is going to be able to make their brag book. They're going to be able to compile what affirmations look like, have some great ideas to start them. 
And just the question, what does my soul need? And ask, give to have permission to ask that to themselves every single day. And also, um, if anyone visits my website and you subscribe to a newsletter, you will get a free exercise on how to heal your relationship with money. Oh, well, that's amazing okay. too. Okay. So I will make sure that, and the website will be in the bio underneath this. So everyone can go to it and then take advantage of that.